Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now! Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply is Chicago Bulls thing. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network, so wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out. Make sure you don't miss another episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the bell, give us a thumbs up and drop some comments below. Let us know where you're listening, if you're listening and what you think of us. I'm Matt and as usual, joined by Neil. How are you doing, Neil? I'm good, thanks. A few bits to talk about tonight. Could do with it. I've had a stressful week, so this is always a bit of a, a, a detox of sorts. So let's go. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we recorded last last Monday, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bulls news seemed to be dropping throughout the week. Um, I had a long week at work. Stressful weekend, as as you got the brunt of in the chat. Um, so yeah, you should come back me up on that one. <laughs> uh, and then the last two days, I've started at four thirty in the morning, and I've got another one tomorrow. So I'm tired, emotional, and uh, could end up. Annoying a few people with some of my opinions tonight, but my favorite kind of pods. Let's go. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> so, yeah, um, as I say, we recorded last Monday, uh, there was a bit of Bulls news and a bit of Sea Red UK news as well to get to. That you know, we've been working away behind the scenes as we, we tend to do. And as Neil's just put across the bottom, if you're watching on YouTube, we have a new partnership. And that partnership is with USA Sports. Um, there will be an ad read later on, which will cover what they do and who they are and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was just something we wanted to do to basically give back um, to the community that we've that we're creating or trying to create. Um, initially, they gave us twenty five percent off. Whether anyone took advantage of that, I don't know. If you look at the socials that much, but. Neil did, and I did. Um, fortunately, I'm not wearing any of my stuff. I've got a hoodie, and it's far too warm for that. And I did get a T-shirt as well, but I've left it at home. Uh, but as Neil is quite handsomely showing, T-shirt... Get my hands the right way around. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the T-shirt and the cap, uh, courtesy of USA Sports. So, yeah, uh, like I said, there will be an ad read later on, but 
until then check them out usasports.co.uk and they're available on all the socials as well so yeah um there is a bit more sea red news but we're gonna leave that it was on the so did put it on the socials but we're not going to talk about it just yet uh waiting for something else to come through on that one so on to the bulls news um i think was it monday night tuesday slash tuesday morning that they announced the so well i guess it's a re-signing of terry taylor I think it was after we recorded, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, obviously, underwhelming for a lot of people. Uh, personally, I don't mind it. You know, he's he's one of my five guys, as Gary will happily say in the chats. Um, I, I get it. I get why people are underwhelmed by it. Um, we're going to talk about it a bit later on in another segment, but I liked what I saw with him, especially down at Windy City. Uh, I'm not going to go into his stats. Everyone probably heard it and seen it already. Um, but he's not going to get a lot of minutes. No. And he's on a very, very team-friendly deal. Mm-hmm. It's 300k for the first year of the two years that he's signed. All sort of different dates of the guarantee and stuff like that doesn't really fill the need that we kind of highlighted in needing that third big nope uh, that's the only part where I'm disappointed with it but again like I say we'll get into that in a bit um, but yeah what, what did you make of it yes it, it's okay um, I don't hate him um, I don't hate the signing it's a, like you say it's very team friendly very easy to uh to work in the favor of of the front office to keep him out of the taxes as well i mean i could quite easily see in order to skip out on on being in the luxury tax that they'll uh, they could very easily waive him before the end of the season um mm. which i would kind of almost expect them to do unless there's some bigger moves to be made mid season um but like you say it's not really what we need and it doesn't address what we've been talking about which is somebody at the at the four or more essentially somebody at the five um and it, it doesn't do that it not enough not not enough for what we what we needed but look it is what it is he's only going to be catching splinters anyway yeah and i imagine he spends a bit more time with windy city as well where where he can um obviously like I say, we're going to talk about the depth and stuff a little bit later on. Uh, but yeah, obviously, welcome back, Terry Taylor. Yep. Um, quick flex on my behalf. He did like the tweet that we put out as well. So forever my guy now. There you uh, go. <laughs> so easy. You're so easy. I'm, I'm easily pleased. <laughs> easily pleased, but easily angered. So Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> um. Obviously, international bulls are still going on. I haven't got the scores or the stats wrote down in front of me. Um, Vooch played a behind-the-closed doors one for Montenegro over the weekend. Um, they've had their media day today. I have put a tweet out sharing Vooch. With the flex, got a reply of Vooch. No big deal. Technically, <laughs> he was replying to Maria, who is one of our loyal followers and listeners and stuff, so... This is true, but we can bandwagon a bit. Yeah, to the end of the day, he wouldn't have replied to her if I didn't put the tweet out. So, 
anyway. But no, um, you know, yeah, so I think the World Cup starts on Friday for Montenegro against Mexico. So that'll be the next time Vooch is in action. Uh, on Rolf Bittim, uh, played for Turkey on a Saturday and the one didn't really have that much of an impact from what I can remember. And then they lost to Croatia on Sunday, which means they're not in the... Uh, well, they can't qualify for the Olympics. Next stop, Chicago for Mr. Bittim. Uh, still excited to see him. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll probably touch on that again in a later segment. And obviously the last one, uh, Carlick Jones is still playing for South Sudan. I don't know to see the box scores. They've had two behind closed doors friendlies, one against Jordan and one again... I can't remember who it was against yesterday. Nobody big. Um, possibly Lebanon, someone like that. But anyway, I think they won both of them. Uh, like I say, no box scores. A lot of people don't seem to appreciate Carlick Jones, so <laughs> it's what it is. I did actually see him put some out as an Insta story saying that he is still a Chicago Bull. He's only in China with his international team. <laughs> Whether that's because people were saying that he'd sign with Shanghai Sharks or something, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, that's the international... I appreciate the spirit of that anyway, at least. Yeah, <laughs> like his confidence. Yeah. Um, Bulls Fest over the weekend uh, a few little snippets that come from that uh, obviously CHGO and the NBC like Bulls Talk had a few interviews with Tory Craig, Javon Carter and Mark Eversley a few bits that I picked up on from listening to their pods and stuff like that Javon Carter can't wait to play for Bulls Um mm-hmm. Got a little bit giddy when they mentioned him pulling on the jersey. You know, Chicago kid. Just happy to be playing for him. So excited to see to see where he's gonna go with that. Um Tory Craig. He the main thing I remember him talking about was that Demar buzzer beater uh, against Pacers, because obviously it was over him. Um and then Demar comes out and says he's uh, the, you know, one of two best players to guard him his response was I'd like to know who the other one is <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to already have um, like a bit of, sort of chemistry with them and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that, that's good coming in I guess uh, he did say he what he feels he brings to Bulls is why he signed for him because he, he looked at him and he said my skill set will help Bulls out so whether it does or not, hopefully it does. And he said, obviously, how he's learned to guard against Bulls, like the likes of Demar and stuff like that, will help because he can tell them that so that they can change their game when they go up against certain teams and certain players and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And obviously the last one, Mark Eversley, is uh, quite a bit that he said. Basically, they decided to retool rather than rebuild. It's a big year for P. Will. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically put up or show up sort of thing. Um, he, what else did he say? Basically, Javon Carter and Tory Craig, they've been chasing for quite a while as well. Finally got it done. And basically, the, the see 
Demar Derozan is more of a long-term thing as well. So I don't know. I know you haven't particularly listened to them, but you've seen the no, snippets. I'm busy with work the last few days, and then the kids today, so I didn't really get much of a break um, to to listen to much. I've got a lot of catching up to do, but um, from the snippets I've seen and hearing you talking about it, there, uh, yeah, it's. I mean. There's a little bit of me, as much as I love P-Will, there's a little bit of me that's kind of glad that they're kind of putting him in into the corner now and kind of saying, look, either box your way out or jump out of the ring, you know, and, and that's mm -hmm. good. Um, I like that. I hope that he responds to that, um, whether it's going to be what his character type tends to respond to or not, I, I'm not sure. Um, in regards to talking about Tori Craig and, and Javon Carter, um, I like the fact that, you know, if you are going to run it back, which they blatantly have, um, and now trying to put it under the guise of a retooling, um, at least do it to the best, uh, best way that you possibly can with the constraints that you have. And I think that's what they've done. We've talked about this before. Um, but I think what they're trying to desperately do, and they may have got closer to it this year, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, is they've been trying to create or recreate, should I say, what they had with Lonzo. And they've kind of done it across two players more so than just one, you know, um, and maybe it'll, maybe it'll work. And then everybody will be like, yeah, okay, you were right to run it back. Uh, yeah. At the moment, most people are completely against them running it back. But at the end, at the end of the day, what they had initially was working and then the wheels fell off. So, yeah. you know, they, they're not prepared to go and get a new cart, but what they are prepared to do is to try and, get new wheels so let's see how that goes yeah um i mean one other thing i remember him saying was uh with regards to julian phillips is they're not expecting much out of him this mm -hmm. year that he is a long-term project um and again we'll cover that a bit more later on um obviously you just mentioned lonzo ball mm -hmm. uh, obviously we wouldn't be wouldn't be doing it justice if we didn't talk about him speaking to Trey Young. Now, I haven't listened to the podcast. Um, I saw it was going to get put out there. I think it was Daniel Greenberg tweeted it out. And my reply to that was, I'll wait for the highlights because I'm not listening to Trey Young. As everyone knows, I can't stand him. Um, the little snippets I've heard made me hate him even more as well. Um yeah, so obviously, I don't think there was anything new to come out of it. You know, basically, Zo confirmed he won't play next year. Mm. He's obviously sent out a bit of an apology to Bulls front office as well because of not being able to play. Um, saying obviously they'd put the team around him to to make him shine a bit more and stuff like that. And obviously, the injuries have stopped it. It has led to, I think, Stephen A. Smith has put something out about his head. I don't know if he's put it out on ESPN or something like that, or it's shared by them. He's heard that he's still in pain when he goes from sitting to standing. You know, we go a few weeks, don't we, without hearing anything about Lonzo, and then all of a sudden we get, you know, there's a chance he's going to come back. Bulls don't think he's coming back. He doesn't think he's coming back. Stephen A. Smith hears he's in pain just standing up. You know, we're not going to hear anything now for the next few weeks, are we? So, 
and then all of a sudden it'll be uh, Lonzo Ball could come back, isn't coming back. <laughs> it's that circle in it. So, obviously, I'm assuming you haven't listened to that podcast either. I haven't, but I have heard a few snippets from it. And, um, you know, the main one that I kind of heard was um, him making that apology, you know. And I think that people could take that the wrong way. I think a lot of people would listen to that and say, well, hang on a minute now, you weren't the number one or number two option. Why, why do you think they built the team around you? Mm. I, I don't think that's intentionally the way he meant it to come across. Um, I think he was just basically saying, like, you know, as a unit, he was almost like that final piece of the puzzle that made it work, as opposed to the team being built around him for him. Um, yeah. And I agree. I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, I, I do think he was that that missing piece. And he's still technically that missing piece because he hasn't been playing. But, um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was decent of him to come out and, and talk. It's, it's a pity he chose the uh, the podcast that he did. Um, I haven't seen or heard any of Trey Young talking. I've seen him sitting there. But from what I've seen on Twitter and a few other accounts of it, apparently he is a horrible podcaster. <laughs> But, you know, maybe people say that about me, so I'm not, I'm not going to judge. But, um, yeah, seem, seemingly his partner that he does it with, um, his co-host does a good job and carries it. So um, yeah. I guess that's enough. But I thought it was good to, to finally hear something from from Zoe. Uh, I don't think there's any harm in it. Um, he's kind of come out and said it now. I think the best thing he can do is step away for a while and just work on himself, both physically and mentally. Yeah, so that pretty much covers the news apart from obviously the schedule release which is what we're going to talk about now uh, obviously the initially the dropped the in-season tournament NBA Cup whatever you want to call it schedule on Tuesday Tuesday night I believe it was obviously four, four group games um, my response to that was pretty much does it really make a difference when it was just them four games they were dropping? Obviously, this the full schedule is only 80 games because of this in-season tournament. Right. Basically, November, we play the four games. Was it Celtic, Raptors, Nets and Magic? They're not in that order. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. If we qualify, we'll then go into the sort of the, the first well the quarterfinal I think they've worded it as and then obviously eventually semi-final and the only extra game any team gets is is the final if we don't make it past them first four games then they're going to add another couple of games on based on the teams that also don't qualify mm -hmm. pick, you know take your pick basically We've spoke about the in-season tournament before. Like I said, to me, the, I, I get why they released the schedule the way they did because they're trying to build the hype around it and stuff like that. But it's just four regular season games as I looked at it, do you know what I mean, for now. Um, and obviously on the schedule itself, <laughs> this is where I'm, I'm probably going to, uh, disagree with a few people. I, I, don't, I don't actually know what your take on it was. Bulls released it in a uh, in a certain way. Mm -hmm. the, the video. Now, I'm not going to lie. It was completely lost on me. 
Um, I appreciate the work that went into it. I appreciate, obviously, the effort that the Bulls team have put into creating that. But I didn't understand it and I didn't get it. And I know everybody else was majorly hyped about it. I didn't actually watch the video. I think I watched about 20 seconds of it and I thought, what the hell is this? And <laughs> skipped forward hoping that the schedule was going to fit the end of it, but obviously it wasn't. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll ask you your opinion because you might be able to make it make sense in my head okay. on the, the way they released it. Well, <laughs> first, first of all, I have to ask you, obviously you were not a Pokemon fan. You never played Pokemon games or anything like that? No, that's why I think it was lost on me, because I yeah. actually thought Mario Brothers or something random no, like that. No, no, no. It, it, was, it was like Pokemon on the Game Boy type thing. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I, I, I absolutely loved it. I'm on the side of the fence with everybody else. I think you're standing on your own, more or less, over on the other side. Yeah, um, I, I, I thought it was brilliant. That, um, it's, it went viral. Uh, it was shown above so many other team schedules, like on the likes of ESPN. Um, I think they absolutely nailed it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was inspired. Um, and, yeah, I, I thought it was just really well done. Yeah, like I said, to me... <laughs> You know, fair play to them. I know, obviously, how much it spread and how people loved it, but as somebody who didn't play Pokemon, hasn't watched Pokemon, whatever it is you do with Pokemon, I don't know. Um, you know, I was a, and I still am, a sports a sports sim sort of player and enjoyed killing people on Call of Duty and beating people up on Grand Theft Auto. That was, uh, that was how I spent my childhood, not chasing oh. Pokemon around. Well, who knows? This this could be the start of something. Now they could they could move on to different type of game franchises to make different releases and different things like that. And I mean, they could do that. And if they did, I think it would be fantastic. I think it would pull in so many different people. Like you know, even yourself might even get caught up in the net somehow. But um, yeah, I, I think I think it's great. Yeah, no, that's nostalgia it. is big. Nostalgia is big. <laughs> Appreciate the effort, and because I imagine that was pretty pretty hard to put together uh, for some time but lost on me um next part of the schedule or talking point with the schedule i guess is um american sports fans love stats don't they oh yeah and they love over analyzing anything and everything you know there's stats yeah. for stats a lot of the time and people have done it with the schedule and they do it every time with the schedule. And I don't look at a schedule in that way. You know, I think it was it the release it that Bulls have got the 11th easiest schedule or whatever it is. I don't know how that broke down between East and West. I don't know who was where. Obviously, people tend to say West have a harder schedule. At the end of the day, how I look at it is you play 41 home games, 41 road games. You obviously split down into your conferences and all that sort of stuff, divisions. So you will play some teams more than others. But as we found last year, it changes day by day, game by game, because, you know, Magic will end up going out and beating Celtic or something like that and changes where everyone is in the standings. And it's like, is it really that important how easy some guy behind a website has worked it out to be. Um, 
you know, obviously people, I get it, other creators, they get excited because obviously being in America, the schedule means different things to them and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't look at the schedule and break it down and look at, oh, we've got a back-to-back there or we've got this there because every team goes through it at the end of the day. Every team's got to travel. Every team's got to play the same teams. You know, so to me, I don't analyse it in that way. You know, um, same as when people look at the games that are on national TV. We don't, well, I don't look at it in the same way that the Americans do, I guess, because obviously, yeah. yeah, they've got different ways of viewing and stuff like that. Um, you know, for us, it's league pass. The only time it annoys me, well, it annoys me when it's national games because we lose the NBC broadcast. Obviously, League Pass annoys me with the game breaks and we get them even more on ESPN and stuff like that. Instead of being able to watch Lovables, I get a blue screen that says game break and it irritates me. <laughs> um, you know, And at the end of the day, all of your, your national media outlets have got the balls being a mediocre mid-team, however you want to word it. Mm-hmm. So why are ESPN then going to go, tell you what, we'll put the Bulls on 10 times next year? You know, it changes through the season. They lose games, they gain games. Yeah, It depends how Bulls are doing. So before we actually look at the schedule in any sort of way, what's, how do you, do you overanalyse it in that way? or Not too much. Um, I do have a little um, glance over it to kind of see what games that I'm interested in seeing the other team play. Because, you know, like we've said before, we're going to watch all the Bulls games, you know. So, like, like you know, you say there's 82, we're going to watch 82, plus however many get tapped on and the ex- extras on the end. Um, regards to playing and playoffs, if we can dream. And mm-hmm. even now, potentially in-season uh, additional games, depending on how well they do. So we're going to watch all the all the Bulls games. So what I do is I go through and I kind of look, okay, well, I like to see Nikola Jokic play. So when are we playing the Nuggets? And and that's kind of the way I, I tend to look at it. But in doing that this year, uh, I did notice that they have altered the, the schedule in regards to not, not necessarily back-to-backs as in one night into the next night, but more so back-to-backs with teams. So yeah. you could be playing say the Orlando Magic on a Monday and you could be playing them again on the Wednesday. And it just reduces travel in a lot of the cases because there'd be two home games. And then you might go and play them for two away games, you know, a month or two later. I like that. I like this idea because as we know, it's a grueling schedule. It's a tough schedule. There's a lot of travel involved moving around America and Canada and even international games for some of the teams. And I think this is a good way to allow the team to rest a little bit more. Um, and that's across the NBA. Every team seems to be getting this kind of a, a schedule where they've got these back-to-back games keeping you in the same city. Mm. Uh, and I, th- I think it, I think that's a good thing. Um, hopefully it pays off and, and the players don't feel quite so drained from it because it's all part and parcel of this big plan that uh, Adam Silver has to try and make the regular season more interesting for the players i guess because as we know a lot of them kind of tend to duck out a little bit in in the regular season whether it's to save their bodies or whether it's because all they care about is the playoffs or whatever this is a way for them to get that little bit more rest and also turns it all turns it into almost like a mini series against that team 
and it may create a bit more of an edge. It may not, but I think it might. Yeah, I mean, like I say, everyone's got to play everyone, but like you, you just said then, it makes sense. Um, I'm not particularly happy about them spending that many nights in somewhere like Miami or something like that, do you know what I mean? Um, I'm sure they will be. Yeah. Hopefully, doesn't have that much of an effect in, in that sense, but I mean, how I look at it is, obviously, I look at it from a UK point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've both said before we don't like UK-friendly tips. Um, oh, well, I don't if I'm at home anyway. Obviously, you don't because family and everything else gets in the way. And yeah. the one thing that I have noticed with this year's schedule is there's only one UK-friendly tip, and it's yeah. on 14th of April against New York Knicks at, I believe it'll be about 6pm. It's usually the same because it's, the last regular game of the season. Mm-hmm. And that's the only UK-friendly tip we've got. I mean, last year we had, was it three Sundays in a row, something like that, yeah. where it was like 6 or 8pm tip-offs here. Um, none of that this year. I think we've got another one that's like a 9pm against Clippers. Um, so, yeah, it's not not very UK-friendly, but at the end of the day, it's not UK sport, is it? So, um, I think the only thing that, bothers me about that is I enjoy the buzz of the UK fan base having yeah. them game to look forward to. Yeah, it's I agree. Not, you know, and it's not just me and you that's sort of sitting up at one o'clock in the morning watching it. The UK fan base is there watching it. You know, the, the people that we're, we're connecting with and stuff like that, mm. you know, the people we're in the chats with and stuff, you know, they can, they're up watching it and it, I just think we're not going to get that this year. I mean, yeah, things change. There might be tip-offs brought forward and stuff like that. But, you know, as it stands, the one tip, it's... And it's the last regular game of the season, so God knows what sort of teams are going to be put out. And uh, But, yeah. Another thing I usually look for as well is the, the West Coast trip. Because, obviously, for us, that's usually a bit of a killer. 3am tip and stuff like that. I, as I've said before, I like the 3am tips it's just whether they're finished in time ready for me starting work but I don't th- uh, off the top of my head I think we've got is Lakers this time that we've got on that, that trip in it uh, surrounded by Portland maybe just trying to get the, the schedule up now to have a look uh, uh, Lakers and Portland yeah yeah, so it's, it doesn't seem like we've got that much of a a West Coast trip, does it? Not like where it's like a five five game, you know, the, the the teams on the road for like two weeks or something, which we normally get. Memphis, Phoenix, Lakers, Portland, and it's got Toronto on either side of it. Right. One at home, one away. Yeah, I've got it up there. But I mean... Obviously, the Grizzlies one's down as a 7pm tip. Obviously, for Chicago. Phoenix is 8pm. Lakers is the latest one at 9.30pm. Um, which, that's going to be, what, half three in the morning for us? Mm-hmm. Quick quick maths. You know, that that's not going to be many UK fans up to watch that, is it? No. Um, so that's... 
you know, it's a big game as well, isn't it? You know, that Bulls fans don't like Lakers. You know, we don't like LeBron and stuff like that. So it's a shame that it's on at that time, but at the end of the day, we'll be watching it live. So, um, yeah, as far as the schedule goes, like I say, I, I don't look too deep into it. I don't, don't overanalyze it. At the end of the day, you've got to play the same teams. So, I don't know if you've got anything else on, on the schedule. Not really. Just let's get going. I can't wait to see some Bulls games being played and, and see how much these changes do affect things. Yeah, obviously the first game is at OKC on the, well, it's down as the 25th, but it'll be the 26th for us, won't it? Yeah. Um, that's it. I will, at some point when I get around to it, put the schedules month by month, UK dates, times, put it all out on the socials, if that's how you like to view view the schedule, um, up to date on UK times. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I've got nothing else on the schedule. Don't know if you have. No. No. So, as I said at the start, we've got this new partnership with USA Sports. And a bit of an ad read to obviously promote them and give us the uh, discount code. The USA Sports is a UK-based sports merchandise retailer. They cover the NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, as well as Formula One. And I think there's a little bit of soccer in there as well, if that's your thing. Uh, They range from hats to hoodies. So there's something for fans from Chicago Bulls to Red Bull and everything else in between. Check them out on usasports.co.uk. Like I say, they're also available on all the socials. And for 15% off at checkout, enter the code CREDUK. And uh, like I say... We took advantage of the last off, the last offer they give us. So, yeah. you know, get in there, and they will see. They have said if you post a picture of your your merchandise and stuff like that, they will post it on their socials as well. If that's your thing, right? And again, as mentioned before, we're going to talk about how deep is this Bulls team, or as Neil's put it, is the roster deep enough? Or our balls deep enough. Take that how you want it. As we said at the start, Terry Taylor took that last roster spot. Uh, underwhelming for a lot of people. Confusing for a lot of people, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, we've mentioned time and time again that, you know, Billy does these small rotations, nine, ten man rotations throughout the season. So the odd men out are going to be. Dylan Terry, Julian Phillips, Carlett Jones, Terry Taylor, and obviously Lonzo isn't playing. That takes it down to your 10 men. Ayo seems to be a little bit of an odd man out as well. Mm-hmm. So that's nine man. Again, we're quite guard heavy. Obviously, the signing of Tory Craig has helped bolster the front court a little bit depending whether he starts coming off the bench, whichever way you want to word it. But as we've said, the the position that worries us is at the five. Obviously, Vooch starting, Drummond off the bench. One of them goes down, we're going small, well, probably going small balling anyway. But <laughs> one of them goes down, there's nobody else to come in. And, you know, you've got Adama Sonogo on a two-way, 
doesn't look NBA ready. Probably won't be NBA ready throughout the season. Does it? Will he get thrown in? You know, and it's not just injuries to them. I, mean, I know injuries happen and stuff like that it can happen to anybody. But even sort of like wing positions, we don't look particularly deep, especially if there's saying that Julian Phillips, they're not expecting a lot out of him, probably not going to play. We've seen everything about Dale and Terry. Like as you said, probably not going to play. Hopefully he does. Hopefully he proves everybody wrong. When you look at the roster itself, it just doesn't look that deep, does it? No, no, no. It doesn't look like there's a lot of depth, a lot of cover for injuries. So, yeah, I'll let you sort of say what you need to say. Yeah, I mean, it's stuff we've covered kind of previously. My concern is certainly at the five, uh, also at the four. Um, I think from positions one to three, we're fairly solid. We have. Um, good starters, good backups, um, and pretty good backups to the backups as well in some instances. But the four and the five are a real concern. And I, and I think if that wing position, if the power forward position was okay and it was the small forward position that was weaker, it wouldn't feel like such a big gap. But the problem is, you know, you can sometimes use your four to filter into the five and vice versa with a five into the four. But, you know, you're really reducing the strength of your team if you're having to pull people up from the three or the, even the two to, to work the four or, in some crazy instances, the five. Um, but, I mean, we already know Alex Crusoe tends to play at the four under Billy. Um, so he's technically a backup to the four as well, which, yeah, I'm still not a fan of that. Um, but I do worry that if there's any major injury in the four or the five position, they're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, last year, obviously, our four and our five played 82 games, Vooch and P. Yeah. Will. What's the chances of them being able to do that again? Not high. You know, Vooch is another year older. Yeah, we've said before, he's the way he plays, the game he plays, it doesn't give a lot of chance for injury because he's, he's not exactly mobile, athletic or anything like that. Which, he doesn't leave the ground very often. Yeah. Obviously, he does from time to time and it's yeah. for when he does. Yeah. But we did see times where he went down last year. Uh, I can't remember the game it was in, but he struggled to get back up when you're thinking, I think he went, was it a, a thigh contusion or something. Yeah. That seemed to be the, the theme last year for Bulls, didn't it? Niggly little injuries like that. Dead leg, basically. Yeah. And you <laughs> kind of think, if he gets a niggly little injury like that that keeps him out for three, four games, depending how the schedule goes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, all right, you've got Dre to come in. I'd be happy with him starting. I'm not going to lie. You know, but then it's who comes in to replace him. That's and exactly then, it. You know, yeah, you could possibly push P. Will there. Yeah, you could possibly put Tory Craig mm-hmm. at a push. Yeah, you could bring a Diamond go on the off the bench. None of them particularly excite me. Do you know what I mean? It, especially when you just see like Moses Brown go into Portland on a sort of 
non-guaranteed deal or partially guaranteed deal, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. But it's his position. Mm-hmm. You know, it's somebody who can who's going to sit on the bench, not play games, but will play when called upon. Yeah. As we said at the start, Terry Taylor's took that last spot. Not an issue with Terry Taylor. I like him, as I've said, rebounds for fun. But he's not got a lot of NBA experience. Mm. And he's not a five. You know, <laughs> and like you say, pushing Caruso up to the four, as far as I want to see him, is a three. Mm-hmm. To me, that, you know, from one to three, that's where I, I, that's to me his position. Any further than that, and you see, you know, yeah, he can do it, but you don't want to see him do it. No. Like I say, guard, guard heavy, which seems to be Bull's thing. Um, you know, and the acquisitions that we've made, they fill certain needs, but not other needs. Like you said at the start, you kind of replaced Lonzo with two players mm-hmm. in different positions. Mm-hmm. We've still not really added any size. I mean, uh, the front office seem to have a certain type of player that they want to sign. Them sort of long sort of wing type players hence why drafting Julian Phillips mm-hmm. but to me it's just not enough they've addressed the three point shooting on paper we yet to see it in action obviously Yeah. Uh, and yeah they, they, they seem to be relying on this thing that they were the top five defence last year take one of them players out whether it's Caruso, obviously Tory Craig, Javon Carter, where's that defence going to be this time? And it's the rim protection side of the defence that we struggled on, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. We've not addressed that. No. So I mean, overall, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the acquisitions, the off season stuff like that. But there's just still that nagging little feeling that they haven't done enough. Yeah. They not deep enough. Yeah, we've got options. We can get rid of Carlett Jones. We can get rid of Terry Taylor. Ayo's contract is tradable. You know, every every re-signing they did, even the you know the signings of Tory Craig and John Carter, they're tradable. They're tradable contracts whenever the dates are that is available. We've still got the DPE and part of the MLE and stuff like that as well that we can use. So. There could be changes throughout the season. There could be more changes before the start of the season. We just don't know. But in my head, I'm thinking, that's it. This is the roster that they're going with. They're going to go with it until January, February. And then they're going to assess where they're at. And whether they wave somebody, bring in another big in. If we've got any injuries, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know what your take on that bit is. I don't mind that once they're prepared to do it. And the problem is that we've seen historically that they don't make moves mid-season or they don't make moves unless they really, really, really have to. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm all for let's see how it plays out, get to the midway point and then decide what you're going to do from there once they make those decisions and and don't sit on it and keep hoping that sometimes you're going to, you're going to, fix the problem by just 
doing nothing. Yeah. Some, sometimes changes need to be made and, and that's what those decisions um, are there for to be made by those people in those positions. So, um, yeah, let's see how it pans out. But if a, need, if a change is needed, I just hope that they make it. Yeah, and we don't stick with continuity. Mm. <laughs> so, on that note, I have got nothing else on the roster. I don't know if you have. No. I mean, this is a bit of a, a catch-up episode anyway, isn't it, really? Um, yeah. We've got other stuff planned for next week and stuff like that. And one thing we're trying to finish off is Matt versus Neil. Matt versus Neil. Uh, current score of the best of seven is 3-2 to me. You pulled one back. Um, I've got a few things to say on that, but I'm not going to, unless it comes out in this draft. <laughs> okay. Um, Don't be bitter. You're still in the lead. Yeah. It's not you. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it might come out, depending how angry I get with your draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's coming out then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this... Um, this draft is going to be Bulls players between the 2010 and 2011 season through till the 1920 season. So Bulls players that played in that era. Uh, once again, you'll spin the wheel for the number one pick. It's not a snake draft. It'll be in turns. Uh, a sixth man is added. Yeah, There's a bit of a wild card. And players can play multiple positions as long as they've played them positions. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for the rules. Pretty much. Throw in. And, uh, uh, just, just the one thing that I think might be touching on what your problem is, uh, and that is that they are the players as they were during this era. So if they're returning players or if they're players that hadn't quite developed yet in that decade, you take them for what they were in that decade. Yeah, uh, I t- what my issue was is people tend to um, to vote before they've actually listened to the full rules, which, you know, that's great. I'll put it out on Twitter. People mm-hmm. judge what they see. Obviously, the last one, you've got D-Rose and Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen played 20-odd games in that that era that we were drafting last time. Doesn't matter, it was Scotty Pippen. And he was broken. So, anyway... Enough of that. I'll let you uh, spin the wheel for the lottery. Okay, I'd say yeah, it is 3-2 to me. So if I win this one, it's over. I'm the champion. Hint, hint. Oh, and I've got first pick. I think I've had one first pick, haven't I? Yeah, but <laughs> it was like the most important one to get the first pick on. <laughs> right. So, over to you. Now... This is interesting, right? Because there are at least three players I could quite easily, maybe even four, I could quite easily go for off the bat. But I think it has to be the one and only MVP, Derek Rose. Yeah, I guess that would be the... See, I, I, I had in my head, I've got two plans and it all depended what pick I got. 
I'll have to let you write them down. I forgot to bring a pen into the room with me. So yeah, I'll, I'll write it down. Um, right, my number one pick. Like you say, there's three or four players, and I, I think I messed up going for this one first last time. Right, I'm going to have to do it again. I know where you're going straight away. <laughs> I'm just working out what position to play in. Um, trying to think which way you'll go. Right, at my three, I'm going to go Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Pains me, pains me, but... Does it, does it hurt? It does. <sighs> okay. So you've gone from a small forward? Yeah. Right. Okay. Obviously, I, I don't think I said Derek Rose is obviously going to play my point guard, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go for uh, shooting guard. And I'm going to take Mr. Zachary Attackery, Zach Levine. Wow. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go with my sixth man. Oh, really? Okay. And I'm going to go Dwayne Wade. Right. Okay. I know I didn't have the, uh, the best time as a ball. Yeah, but like you say, you know, everybody, everybody will just see Dwayne Wade and that'll be it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm moving along the positions here. I think I'm going to keep... No, I'm going to, I'm going to jump over to my centre. And I'm going to go for Joe. Yeah, I thought you might. Joakim Noah. I'm kind of having to go down my second team because I, I knew you were going to get all these players. <laughs> right. I'm going to go for my number two and I'm going to copy what you did last week and I'm going to put Captain Kirk there. Very good. It wasn't my first choice to be there, but he's there. Okay, so I have gonna I'm gonna go with my small forward and I'm gonna go with Lol Deng. Yes, so you might. Yeah, favourite of mine, but don't seem to have done me any favours, especially last week. True. I mean you've got two players that I had last week, so you know. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. It's the combination <laughs> that you put around them. <laughs> right. I'm going to go for my... I'm going to go for my four. And I'm going to go Bobby Portis. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for my four as well then. That finishes up my starting five. And I'm going to take Taj. I'm glad you said that. He was on my list. But I had a feeling you were going to try and snatch one here. Oh, I, I have a list of four for each position. That's so a fair idea which which one you're going to go with. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with my big. I'm going to go pow. Just to please Gary. So I know you've got Gary's vote straight away. <laughs> okay. So that's my starting five complete. So now I'm going to go for my wild card. Now I have so many to choose from. I want to get this right. Uh, I think I think I am going to go for my it's between a point guard and a shooting guard and i'm gonna go for the fan vote and go for nate robinson you've thrown me now he was going to be my my choice from a point unless <laughs> we left me a lot of options there there's one i thought you'd take for your point guard actually above any of the ones apart from Derek Rose, maybe. Um, Pressure's on, Matt. And uh, I've got got two names basically, and I don't know which one to. You know what? Sorry, Kobe White. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. <laughs> that was the one I meant. Yeah, my guy, Kobe White. It wasn't going to be my choice, but the way you've picked forced me into it so yeah um right my team point guard kobe white at the two kirk heinrich at the three jim butler four bobby portis five Paul gasol and coming off the bench Dwayne wade your team at the point d rose at the two zach levine at the three luol deng Four, Taj Gibson. Five, Joachim Noah. And coming off the bench, Nate Robinson. Pretty even-looking teams. I like it. I like it. Clear, clear favourites in some of the matchups. I think, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I say, I'm currently leading three-two. Uh, if you take it, we we'll go to the decider. If I take it, I'm the champion, and that's it. Done. Yeah. Yeah, get your votes in. Uh, the vote will be available on Twitter, um, as usual. And then, yeah, I've got nothing else. I don't know if you have. The only thing I was going to add was the other one that it was between for me as my wild card was Kyle Corver. Yeah, he was on my list as my for one of my twos. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Lowry on there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Daniel Gafford. Yeah. Rondo. Yeah. Uh, Rondo. Yeah. Uh, Ted Young. Carlos Bluza. Yeah. Dunleavy. Yeah. Dougie Buck. Uh, yeah. Porter Jr. Yeah. Getting a bit desperate. I even uh, had Max Struess on there. Yeah, I saw his name and then ignored it. But <laughs> I did think the way people vote that I'd probably actually get it because people just see the name and what he is now, not the fact that he played, what, two games for Bulls and yeah. disappeared. Anyway, yeah. So, as usual, thanks for listening. Um, i say it was a bit of a catch-up episode and to try and get Matt and Neil out of the way. Mm-hmm. Next week, we've got something planned to start a cover a few weeks of pods, basically. Mm-hmm. Um which 
we'll be putting out on the, onto the socials for a bit of interaction, hopefully as well. Get your people's opinions on it. And like I said at the start, if you're watching on YouTube, drop in the comments. Let us know what you think about what we've said, where you're watching from, all the good stuff. Um, we'll get back to you at some point. And until then, I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it, at Matt UK. You can find us on all the socials. And don't forget to check out our new partner, USA Sports at usasports.co.uk. Uh, until next week. And you can find me on Twitter at Neil C. Red UK. On behalf of us both and the Fans First Sports Network, thanks once again to everyone for tuning in, whether you're watching or listening. Please subscribe, rate and review and give us a thumbs up on YouTube. From Matt and myself, remember it's a Chicago Bulls thing, wherever you are in the world. And until next time, see Red people. <laughs>